everyone. Welcome to Scale by Bangladesh Angels. In this podcast series, we talk to entrepreneurs and investors who built and invested in businesses that have gone on to raise or generate revenues of millions of dollars, employ hundreds or more employees, and serve millions of users in order to unlock the secrets of scaling a company. In this episode, we have Francis Ulroni, venture partner at Super Capital, as speaker, and Nishir Rahman, CEO of Bangladesh Angels, as moderator. Just to introduce myself uh, and speak about a little bit about my childhood, I spent a lot of time abroad because my uh, father was a French uh, diplomat. So uh, I mainly uh, spent time in Asia. We spent years in Singapore, in um, Sri Lanka, in uh, Pakistan, uh, also in the uh, Middle East. I spent three years in Iraq. And after that, we spent also a lot of time in Africa, in Congo, and in Madagascar. I did my uh, management school in Montpellier, in the south of uh, France. Uh, it was a three years of management uh, school. And uh, to come back to Bangladesh, one of my first jobs was uh, at the French embassy in Dakar. And it, was in, it was in 2001. I was in the trade section. I was a commercial attaché there in charge of the new technology and the energy sector. But, um, you know, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So uh, I, decided, I decided in 2002 to quit the job. And I came back in, um, in Paris and started my own company in 2004. It was an, and still an e-commerce website. We, we are selling uh, fashion garments online. Um, so I ran the business and I managed the business during uh, 13 years, from 2004 to 2017, and I sold the company in 2017. Uh, and uh, from then, I'm uh, doing investments, uh, Angel, I'm Angel Investing, and I'm uh, involved, in, uh, I was involved in the, in the community called Super Capital. It's a community of business angel. It's one of the biggest community in, uh, in Europe now. It's more than 1,000 um, 1, uh, business angels. Um, the community was created by uh, Corentin Orsini uh, three years ago. And, um, and we are doing mainly two things with, uh, with Super Capital. The first thing that we are doing, it's, um, it's a kind of brokerage activity. So we put in touch, uh, you know, uh, smart uh, and uh, good entrepreneur with some uh, business angel. And whenever they raise the money with the business angel, we take a fixed uh, commission. There is no exclusivity. Uh, it's a 5% commission. Uh, just to tell, uh, to, to give you some figures about that, um, in three years, we, we raised for the entrepreneur more than 20 million. And we, uh, in, uh, the business angel invested in more than 100, um, 100 uh, startups. Okay, so this is the first activity. And the second activity that we started uh, two years ago is that we created our own fund. So the first fund is a uh, 3 million euro fund. Uh, we invest uh, mainly in Europe and 30% of the fund is dedicated to uh, international investment. And actually now we are raising our uh, second fund. It's a 6 million euro fund and we are uh, intending to uh, to invest a lot of uh, in uh, also in some uh, international startup as well and also uh, in, uh, mainly in, in india because uh, till today we invested in 11 company in india 
Um, the last uh, company we invest in, in what it is, uh, the name of the company is Salary Book. And uh, more will come soon because uh, I uh, came in India eight months ago, mainly to develop um, the, the fund here. So my goal is to uh, create a dedicated fund for um, Indian startup next year. But not only Indian startup, also Bangladeshi startup and uh, Southeast Asian startup. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I, I think there's a lot of exciting kind of bits and pieces to kind of um, un un there. Uh, and, and thanks a lot for that overview. I, I guess the first question I have for you, right, because it's also inspirational to me. I also started my career sort of the development sector, uh, but then also try to, you know, now kind of try my hand at, I guess, digital entrepreneurship or at least supporting entrepreneurs. You know, so how did that um, kind of epiphany come up? that you wanted to be an entrepreneur at the end of the day, rather than maybe staying with, for example, you know, having a career in the, you know, foreign service or working in the, you know, embassies around the world? Yeah, I think I knew too much how uh, this kind of job was because my father was a diplomat. So I knew exactly the good thing and the bad thing about this kind of job. And I wanted to, you know, handle my destiny uh, with my own uh, hands. So. This was my main motivation to become an entrepreneur. So it was it was always in my uh, in my head. So um, I think the the first job I I, I took it to please my uh, my parents, and uh, after that I decided to I decided to uh, follow my own uh, my own uh, will and my uh, my old destiny. And and the story of was quite remarkable and actually you know quite inspirational for us as well. We're also three years old, uh, but we haven't done as much as you have. You know, we've done investments. We've done a little over kind of $3 million. So I, I, I do, you know, think there's a lot to learn from there as well. So, you know, just looking at the ticket sizes. So first, you know, if I understand, it's about 25,000 to 100,000 euro play for ticket sizes. So are you focused mostly on pre-seed stage companies? Companies and and how would you define pre-seed or or seed in the context? Of okay, so uh, yes, it's uh, pre-seed stage. Uh, what we define uh, this stage um, because we need uh, a little bit traction, and traction can be uh, a beginning of uh, a turnover or uh, some user on board. You have to demonstrate the the traction. This is this is what we call a seed and uh, pre-seed stage. To come back to your yeah to, to the to the um, to the track record we have yes as we are all entrepreneurs in, in super capital we 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 have the same language with the entrepreneur so we know how to go fast and we know uh, how to uh, do the due diligence uh, very fast that is why we we had uh, this uh, track record uh, within three years so that's that's also an important point right about about the process and I'm curious what are your sources of deal flow. You know, how do you think about the screenless and, and, and managing that to get to, I guess, the top, the, the bottom? Okay, so um, we we are receiving uh, through different channels uh, more than 200 decks per month. Okay, uh, they are coming through the network because, as I told you, we have uh, 1,000 uh, entrepreneurs or uh, business angel, uh, family office as well in uh, in the community. Um, they are coming also, uh, the deck are coming also through the incubators, uh, also through the lawyers. So all these networks bring uh, the deck. We have also, uh, we are also receiving um, uh, the deck through our website, the linking page, and uh, we filter 
because we filter the, um, the deck. We do a lot of Zoom call for, per month. We do more than 50 uh, Zoom call with the, with the, uh, with the founder. And uh, to give you a, a figures, we invest in less than, I mean, in, in less than one, than 2% of the, the deck we receive, in fact. So, so um, we manage the, the, the channel like that. To tell you about the tools that we are, that we are using, we mainly use uh, uh, Notion you know, to, um, to work with the, the whole team. And, and how large, obviously you've got a thousand person, but how large is the core team itself when it comes to actually? Okay, there is uh, three uh, founders in the team. There is uh, two international partners. So I'm the venture partner for Asia, uh, mainly focusing on, in India. There is also a venture partner for Brazil. So it's a big focus also from, for Supercapital. And after we have um, analysts, there is uh, five analysts who are analyzing uh, the sector and the deck as well. And, and to get to the decision, um, you know, well, I'm also curious, right? So you kind of, once you've decided that back on those 2% that these are companies worthy of potentially getting funded, then what happens? Do you then, you know, distribute it to your network? And then do you say, well, everybody can, or, you know, how, how does that process determine? I think when we uh, when we talk about the broker activity, we let the um, we let the entrepreneurs speak directly with the business angel. Okay, so so wh whenever an entrepreneur decides to invest, um, after it's not uh, anymore our we, we don't enter in the relation after that. So so this is um, this is the the things and uh, we uh, regarding the brokerage activity, we send every week two three investment notes by email. Okay, and um, that we put in touch directly the entrepreneur with the business angel. Okay, and so who who be actually structuring the deal? Is it is the onus on the entrepreneur, on the angel? Is it you know are you guys supporting that as well? Uh, normally the, we 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 let the entrepreneur speak directly with the um, with the business angel. Okay, because you know after that they enter in a negotiation and we don't uh, deal too much on that. Got it. So, so you don't necessarily provide, you know, for the sake of obviously time and and also just the that you're dealing with, but you're not necessarily getting into the and then suggesting, hey, this should be the valuation or or this should be the the instrument. No, because you know all our our investors are accredited investors, so um, so they know how to negotiate with the founder and they know uh, normally uh, all the stuff about valuation. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense because your your members are mostly experienced founders themselves they've raised money before so they would know a lot of uh, the nuances of, of that as well do you guys ever do these do you ever try to group multiple angels into one vehicle does that make sense and in, in the context of what you yeah uh, sometimes we create special vehicle when we have a target we uh, we did that on uh, in the past and recently we did that also uh, so um, we try to you know uh, Group some uh, business angel in uh, in one vehicle to invest in one target. Yes, we can do that as well. And, and when you create such vehicles, do you also, as an as an organization, do you also take a, a management fee or a carry or uh, simply the normally, charge that you're charging? Normally, we'll we'll take a small carry on that. Got it. So it would be less than the the twenty percent. That's typical, right? Yeah, normally it's less than twenty percent. 
Got it. Interesting. Yeah, no, and and I'm also curious on the on the member side. But what does it mean, you know, or what is the process to become a member, and what are the requirements to be a member um, in, in SuperCap? Okay, we just have to uh, we just have to uh, to understand that uh, it's an open network. Okay, it's better if you are introduced by another uh, members, but as long as you uh, are um, an accredited uh, investor. Uh, according to the French law, you can knock on the door and come to join us. You will receive uh, the investment uh, notes and the decks of the uh, of the startup every uh, every week. We send two three emails to all our members. So there is not a concept of you know a closed network. It's a very open network. It has to be you know an accredited investor, yeah, and um, and uh, to prove it, and then you can join. What, what in in the France? What does it mean to be an accredited investor? Is it based on assets or or income? Yeah, it's assets. It's, uh, in fact, you need to to prove that you have more than 500k euro on uh, financial assets, and you invest uh, also regularly in financial instruments uh, every uh, trimester, every quarter. If you can prove that. But or that you are handling a financial position in um, in a company, it's all, it can be also a, a criteria. Got it. But in terms of being part of super capital, is there a requirement that you know if I'm part of to invest you know a minimum amount each year or a minimum number of in the uh, in the uh, community and in the broker side there is no. Uh, Minimum to invest every every year. I mean, you can be part of the community, and you can. Uh, if you don't want to invest for one year, it's okay. I mean, it's um, it's a deal by deal. We can say. Got it. And just also curious, you know, going back, I saw that you uh, you, you try to give an answer within fourteen days, which is uh, you know, admirable and, and worth kind of emulating. Um, what are some reasons to say no to a founder, and uh, how do you say no to them? Do you just kind of send an email? Or we send an email, or we uh, I, we prefer to you know to talk directly to the to the to the to the founders. It's um, it's a more direct uh, conversation. Uh, well, it can be you know a different reason. It can be uh, okay your um, your business is not in our thesis. It can be one reason. Another reason is uh, okay, it's too early maybe to invest in your company, um, or there is too many competition also. Uh, or um, also uh, one another reason is the valuation is too high for us. You know, they don't want to negotiate with the lower valuation. Um, and also, um, it can be also that we don't believe in the team of the of the startup. It can be one one reason. Generally, let's say a pre-seed stage company that's kind of pre-revenue or just generating revenue were very negligible, right? Um, you know, what is the valuation range that is reasonable in the context of, let's say, France? Between one to, uh, the, the minimum is one to 15 million euro. Got it. And, and it all depends on the team, the technology, the sector, and, and, and those things. Where um, is the well. startup yeah, standing up now? Yeah, exactly. But Absolutely. that's true. That, uh, we, we prefer in, uh, to invest in startup with uh, you know, a fair valuation. It's very important. Right. It, it shouldn't be too, it can't be too rich. Otherwise, it may not be worth the 
angel's exactly. time. Um, and then investment, um, you know, what kind of, do you, as a network, do you provide support for the companies? You know, what is your approach to value creation or is that less on top? Okay, the main, the main uh, value we can uh, bring to the, to the startup is the, is the strength of our network. So, you know, they have uh, access to our, the, the 1,500 uh, members. And whenever they want to speak with someone, we put them in touch. And for example, now that we invest and these are all founders. Yeah, exactly. Now that we invest in uh, in Asia and India, some of the startups are willing to uh, to uh, penetrate the European market. So um, once again, it's uh, very important for them to be uh, in touch with some uh, experienced people in the European markets. So we can arrange this kind of, you know, uh, a connection. I'm also curious, you know, just from a kind of rich Standpoint. You know, a lot of Bangladeshi startups are told, be, told to be dumb Singapore or the U.S. if they want international capital. One, you know, for European companies, does that apply? Or is there a particular jurisdiction that's the Netherlands that's more better for the EU? Um, or, or is it, you know, these are mostly, if they're in France, they're probably domiciled in France. In, in Europe, it's not like that. Most of the, for example, in France, most of the startups are based in France because you know, um, we have a good uh, ecosystem in France for the startup, and we have a lot of uh, also help from the government. Uh, so if you don't, are not based in France, then you don't have all this uh, help from the government. So we don't have this uh, context in, uh, in Europe because um, what happened in France happened also in most of the country in Europe. You have a lot of uh, help and, uh, and push uh, from the government. And, and what are some of those helps, for example, like that, you know, your portfolio has taken advantage of from the government? Well, uh, the, the, the best example is, uh, you know, during the COVID crisis, the, the, we, we receive uh, and the, the startup received two things from the government. First is, um, you know, um, the government paid the salary uh, for the, the employee uh, because, uh, I mean, uh, the people were not able to go to work. So, the government uh, pay for that, so this is the first. Um, this is the first help from the government we the, 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 the startup receive, and the second help is that uh, they receive also uh, money directly uh, on their account. Uh, depend on the situation, but uh, uh, there were a lot of money given by the French government, um, and the amount of the money was uh, depending on the previous turnover. So you know this kind of help. Especially in the COVID situation, is uh, is um, very important, and uh, a lot of uh, startups and a lot of uh, companies survive in uh, France because of the of this uh, kind of help. Got it. What about let's say I know you you recently in salary book as you mentioned, um, if, if a company is based in India, you're okay with that, right? You're not necessarily looking for them to read style and or. Yeah, we are okay. We are okay with that. But it's true that it's not so easy to invest uh, directly in India, and that's why uh, a lot of uh, a lot of companies are choosing a domicile in uh, Singapore or in US uh, because it's uh, it's uh, it will ease the process of uh, investment. But we are okay also with some uh, startups based in uh, in India or uh, even in Dakar. True. Um, Christian, just looking at the portfolio a little bit, uh, you know, uh, thematically speaking, 
what sort of sectors have you been the most active as a network in the last six to 12 months? Well, we did a lot of investment in uh, fintech in this sector. So we did a lot of investment in the, in the, uh, in the fintech industry. And because there is a lot of uh, big uh, acquires. So our main focus was uh, fintech and SaaS. Yeah, and I see some some really big fintech names as well, like Revolut or Klarna, uh, for example. When you when you get into these companies, typically at what stage are you are you getting in? Um, unfortunately, it's a late stage, <laughs> but uh, they are you know secondary deals, but they are this kind of deal are are brought by the network. In fact, so the the deal with. Uh, Klarna and Revolut was uh, uh, was effectively a, a late uh, a late deal, but we are in, so it's a good thing. And also curious, so there's obviously um, Salary Book. I think Track Chain is uh, is another one for emerging markets. You know, how much of an appetite do your you know angels have for investing in emerging market companies? And you know, just curious about. Well, the appetite is. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's not so easy to convince a, a European investor to invest in in some emerging market, but I think it's um, it's uh, starting to change because, um, like in India, for example, the the market is very big and it's the only market on this size uh, in the world. In fact, and it's an open market. You know, um, uh, there is a lot of unicorn, for example, here. Uh, and so it's uh, representing a huge potential. So um, I think the appetite is growing with, you know, the potential of the startup we we focus on. And that's true when we speak about the figures in India, it's 1.3 billion people. Today it's going to, to be in 10 uh, years, maybe 1.7 uh, million people. Uh, so you can imagine the size of the market and uh, the, the 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 business uh, the business involved uh, with the size of the market, and it's true that ecosystem uh, evolves a lot here. I can uh, you know speak with a lot of quality entrepreneurs, um, and uh, this uh, makes uh, also the investor uh, willing to invest more um, in uh, emerging markets. And I can say uh, even in uh, Bangladesh because uh, you know uh, before Bangladesh was not too much on the map, but uh, even now, I can see that uh, there is a lot of um, fundraising uh, right now. I heard a uh, few months ago it was uh, ShopUp, I think, uh, who did a, a big, um, a big uh, fundraising. So I think even Bangladesh is coming on the map right now, and it's a good sign. What about you know? We keep hearing about Africa, and I would imagine you know there'd be an interesting kind of linkage with West Africa particular francophone areas are are you looking at deals from there me not but uh, i think the, the yeah, of course the european uh, team is looking also and they plan for the future to uh, to invest in some african uh, startup because as as you as you as you said there is um, a big history for with africa so um and uh, there is a lot of things to do over there and they are good. the startup are going very fast because there is nothing over there. So, um, you know, the, the payment, uh, like the mobile payments, more developed in Africa and uh, even in Asia than in Europe. 
I am very surprised here, uh, you know, in Asia because uh, mobile payments is everywhere. Digital payment is everywhere. It's not the case in Europe, you know. Uh, but here, even if I uh, go in the street, I can buy my coconuts and pay with Paytm. So um, this is not uh, possible in uh, in Europe. And, and so that creates the infrastructure in which to build more products and services. And that's also true for Bangladesh with the the recent unicorn status of Bangladesh uh, as well. Um, another curious, you know. Just a question on your portfolio. Um, have there been exits so far? And, and, and typically, how do exits happen for your investors? Okay, regarding the uh, brokerage activity, so far we did um, only one exit. It is um, a company called uh, En Voiture Simon. It's a driving school, online driving school. So uh, there was only one exit. exit. But uh, regarding the fund, uh, as we are a young fund, there is no exit. But we can uh, announce that uh, in the beginning of next year, 2022, that we, that we will announce, uh, you know, a lot of uh, big Series A. So um, it's a good uh, sign for our portfolio. And and I saw a, another kind of interesting theme was um, the future of work. You know, you've got a one company, I think Aria, which is kind of for freelancers. You got another kind of company, Team Out, which is kind of focused on teams, which I think it could be, have some interesting, you know, linkages with Bangladesh, Hera as well, calendar app for remote work. Um, has that, are, are those relatively recent? And have those also been kind of companies you've found during? Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, you know, remote work and the COVID situation uh, um, implies a lot of um, uh, collaborative uh, tools online. So we invested a lot uh, in some SaaS uh, company uh, during this last uh, few months, we invest in, lot, in more than 20 SaaS uh, companies. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big opportunity for us, you know, uh, the, the future of work. So, for example, um, you know, you say Aria, yeah, it's a nice company. There is Vibe Communication as well, where we, uh, where we invest in. Um, uh, big View. In, uh, in uh, France as well, we invest in um, Amelia. It's a unique real-time sales performance platform. Uh, Delpha, it's an AI assistant uh, that supports all employees to achieve data excellence. Uh, we totally, uh, this uh, last uh, six months, invested in uh, 20 SaaS companies because we believe uh, in, this, uh, in that uh, thesis, you know, uh, the future of work um, will be uh, online. Do you think any of these companies would like to explore, let's say, the South Asian market uh, if they're not? Well, um, you know, when we invest in some company, we want the founder to have a global vision. So um, this is one of our criteria, you know. Uh, the, the founder must have a global vision. So, of course, I think they, they will come in Asia, they will come in India, they will even come in uh, Bangladesh. Yes, and maybe uh, some of the some of um, the company has they have already some uh, client and user here in India or in Bangladesh. But uh, but uh, yes, 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 they they they, they must uh, have uh, an international vision. Makes sense. Excellent, and and thank you everyone for joining as well. Have a good rest of your weekend. Cheers.
Bye-bye. Thank you.